Welcome to the Tell Me Your Story podcast. I am Dr. Eric Sims, Triple Crown Chiropractic. And today I'm here with Erica Bauman of Orange Theory in Union and Fort Wright, where she's the head trainer. So Erica, welcome. Thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So now this is your first podcast, right? It is. I'm a little nervous. That's okay. That's okay. You know, it's just going to be us talking everything and just being relaxed, but you have a pretty interesting story you were just kind of telling me about. So if you could kind of just uh, rehash the story you were just telling about how you got into this. How did yeah. you get into this? Yeah. So um, I've been a coach for close to four years, but I've been in the in the industry for closer to 10 years. Um, I graduated locally. I went to Ryle, went, um, went to Ryle all four years, graduated in 2013. Um, straight from there, I went to NKU, mm-hmm. started school as a nursing major. Um, so I've known I've always loved anatomy and I've loved the body and kinesiology and that sort of thing. Um, but went in with a nursing major and decided after the first year, it just wasn't for me. So, um, at that time I was kind of going through my own physical transformation of learning how to lift weights and learning how to, to move my body. And I was on a weight loss journey. Um, so I'm a very different person than I was in high school as we all should be, Mm. but, um, mentally, physically, a very different person. And I was very like self-taught. Nobody, it was, Instagram was getting big then. So sure. it was a lot of like seeing things online, learning things on my own and really just like going into the gym and being scared as heck and like doing it all. And I learned in that first year of college, just a lot of independence and, and understanding my, my body a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, so I, I started there and then when I switched from, um, nursing, I went straight into exercise science, um, not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went all the way through my four years. I was always did really well in school because it was something I was interested in. And, um, I, my last semester of school, we all had to have a co-op and internship. I went to Christ and worked in their wellness services. Mm-hmm. So it was basically working with employees and like insurance, health insurance, that sort of thing. Um, I, while I didn't love that, it was more like office type setting. Um, I got to meet one of my future bosses. He worked in cardiac rehab. So went straight from school into the clinical side. So all medical. I worked with patients who were post open heart. We had pre-op discussions. It was a lot of education. Be surprised how many people have open heart surgery and they have no idea what it entails or how long they'll be in the hospital or what this tube does. And this wire does and that sort of thing. So I got to teach people how to understand their own bodies a little bit more, which was super cool for me on the other side of like, I love learning and I love growing. And this was teaching people something different Mm -hmm. Um, and something that's kind of scary for them. It's obviously it's open heart surgery. So people don't do that every day. And I did it every day for work, but people don't see that every day. And um, it's a big, it's a big life event for them. So we would give them walking programs. My title was exercise physiologist. So um, we'd give them walking programs. We'd make sure that they're set up for outpatient cardiac rehab um, and just a lot of a lot of education about like them and and their heart and arrhythmias and that sort of thing. Sure. Um, So I'd see them in the hospital. And then I eventually transitioned to the outpatient side of cardiac rehab. Mm -hmm. So you think about like your patients here, they come to you however many times a week and you work on a joint or a muscle or this sort of thing. We would work on their hearts. So they would come in and they would exercise three times a week. Um, They'd see a psychologist while they were there. They'd see a dietitian while they were there and um, they'd learn more about their own body. And we 
we'd keep teaching them. So we, they were connected to an EKG. So we were watching for arrhythmias. We were making right. sure they were taking medication, blood pressure, blood sugar, all that sort of thing. Any wild stories happened during that oh, time? Oh, plenty, plenty. Like, like, what was the craziest thing that ever happened? Like, I mean, I obviously can't say names or anything. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, there was a time that we had to perform um, CPR on someone. Really, was, right then there? Yeah, and he was one of the most stable patients that we had. Um, and, and it was always one of those things of just like, it's the people that you thought you didn't have to keep an eye on <laughs> so close yeah. um, that that things happen and and life is precious and sure. things do happen quick. Yeah. Um, so just head always on a swivel. Did it is, turn out okay? Or? Yes, yes. Okay, good, and then he good. ended up coming back to cardiac rehab, so we got to see him for longer. Obviously, it's not not ideal, but sure. um, yeah, he came back to cardiac rehab because he had a heart attack mm-hmm. and um, it was cardiac arrest at that point and that's when we started um cpr a question i'd like to go for later mm-hmm. actually is the idea if somebody actually does cardiac rehab do you think they could ever do orange theory i have but. a i have a patient mm-hmm. she was a post patient who is now a member okay. has been a member with me since i became a coach right close to when i started becoming a coach mm-hmm. um she transitioned and she's been a member for the last three years so a lot of times where people think that they can't do anything after that they actually yeah. do have a way to come back oh yeah there. absolutely awesome that's yeah. good to hear. We'll yeah. go back on to you. So. Yeah. So kind of making that transition here of just like, I I was a member at Orange Theory at the Newport location mm-hmm. and Union opened in 2019. So I still lived in the area and I heard that they were opening. And at that time I was personal training clients one-on-one, um, trying to get some experience under my belt. Didn't really know again, like what I wanted to do when I like grew up. Um, still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but <laughs> we're all working on it. Sure. Um, I was training clients one-on-one. I was working outpatient cardiac rehab and I was like, how do I get in here? How do I, how do I do this all the time? And I applied to be a coach and I, me as a head coach now, I love when a member wants to become a coach because Mm -hmm. I, they don't, I don't have to teach them how to love orange theory. They already do. Right. And they're already in the environment. They know the other coaches that it's, it's an easier transition. So seeing that on the other side, I was like, I got an e- email right away from my previous boss uh-huh. and she was the head coach at that point. And um, it was a, a, a really awesome transition of just like seeing things on a different side, seeing things on a different level. And I got to use what I knew in cardiac rehab mm-hmm. and heart rate response and understanding the body and why this happens when you do this and vice versa. And I get to see it in, in like real time. So sure. um, if you've never been to Orange Theory, we have, uh, it's called the OT beat and we work through five heart rate zones. So me having the cardiac rehab background, heart rate response, and just like, it's just something that I love and I right. love to educate people about that. Um, so yeah, it was a really cool transition, just seeing things in a different way and understanding things a little bit more. And coming from personal training into the group setting, mm-hmm. I, for me, I, I disliked working on other people's schedule. Sure. For personal training, it was like, <laughs> I wake up at five, I get here at 5.30, our session's at six, you text me five minutes before, then you're not gonna be here, right. that feels like a waste of my time. Right. The, the transition from like going to coaching, it was like, I'm here at this time, everybody shows up at this time, and it's like, we're all here to work hard and you show up. Right. Um, so a lot a lot better scheduling wise mm-hmm. for me there. Sure. Um, but it was still, it's personal, cra- personal training in a group setting. So I got to 
I still get to like look at movement patterns and challenge someone and like do a regression with someone else, but it's all in the same room and I have up to 42 people in there. So it's a really, really awesome way of just like doing what I love to the masses. Well, that's um, awesome. But I don't know how I got off on this. Um, that's okay, because quite <laughs> honestly, that already answers our next question. Yeah. Like, why do you do it? You know, why do you love about it? But that answers it clearly. It's very mm -hmm. easy to see the passion that comes through you about uh, loving this and what you do. Uh, what is the thing that obviously in dealing with people and you just mentioned the idea of like scheduling and all, what is the one thing about this that you wish you could change or you just can't stand? That's a loaded question. Um, it is. So <laughs> I, I tend to be a very self-motivated person. Mm -hmm. I know the difference between discipline and motivation. I think the hardest part of my job. So what is the difference between discipline and motivation? I'm actually curious. Yeah. So motivation, it's what gets you up out of bed and, and gets you to the first session. Mm -hmm. You're excited. You want to make a change. Mm -hmm. There's, there's stages of change. It's a psychology, um, psychology thing that we can dig into, but there are different levels of change. Pre-contemplation, we're not like you're living your life exercise isn't part of it and we're fine with it contemplation right. you're like i think i should start doing something for my health i think i need to start making changes then we have action we're doing it you're showing up that would be like day one that's motivation moving from contemplation to action what gets you to the first session from there it's maintenance how do you uh maintenance yes so <laughs> How do you get from that motivation to the point where you show up even really when you don't want to? Sure. That's discipline. Motivation gets you there day one. Discipline gets you there every single day after. Okay. So my, the biggest frustration for me is having the discipline and like I'm just a routine person and like discipline doesn't feel as hard, especially when you just like keep rolling. Um, but the people that it's not part of their daily routine. They want it to be, so they show up for day one, and then it's just this like constant need to like motivate all the time. Part of my job as a coach is to motivate inside inside the studio. Sure. There's a lot of people that need it to get to the studio. Sure. So mentally, emotionally draining for me, just because it's a different way than I think. So how can I to the masses? move people away from being motivated because motivation will fail you at some point. Right. I don't want to get up at 3.45 to be at the studio at 4.30 a.m. To coach a class at 5 a.m. But, like, it's my job and I have to. And at some point, like, working out is kind of one of those things of, like, you need to do it to feel better. Right. You need to get to the point where you feel that, even when you don't want to, you show up and you do it. And I know I'm going to feel better after. I'm going to sacrifice comfort right now for satisfaction that I know I'll have later. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between motivation and discipline. Now, as far as that being the work part for you, because mm -hmm. that's what it sounds like mm -hmm. makes work work. Yeah. Versus the idea, it sounds like your passion and everything comes through while you're actually in there with people, but getting them in there is the work part for you. Just the yeah, yeah. So part of my job as a head coach is reaching out to, to people I haven't seen in a little bit and kind of just like holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. I consider myself an empathetic person. I understand that life is hard and that things get crazy and that's where it it is emotionally draining, draining for me, sure. understanding them and hearing them, but also like, I know it's gonna be best for you and you'll always feel better. 
I always say you'll never regret a finished workout. Mm -hmm. You regret the ones that you don't show up to, but you'll never regret the ones that you show up to and you work, even if it's not 100%, just getting up and doing it, you're going to feel better. Sure. So trying to get everybody on the same mindset. So my studio in Union, we have um, around 750 members. Mm -hmm. The one in Fort Wright has a little over 400 members. So I've got 1,100, 1,200 people that my job is to keep them coming, right? My job is to make sure that they see progress. My job is to see, make sure that they see value in, right. in what the product that I provide, my coaches provide. Um, so trying to get everybody on the same mindset, knowing that most people don't know the difference between motivation and discipline. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So then as far as going through all this, obviously you've dealt with lots of different instances with people all the time and talking, you know, and that being one thing. What is your greatest lesson that you've learned from this? Um, greatest lesson, kind of rolling with that, that empathy is not something that it's a skill that you mm-hmm. have to, you have to sharpen. Um, I was born an empathetic person, but it is something that it can be emotion- mentally, emotionally draining for you, but then there are some people that just like don't have it. So how do you dial it in? And the lesson that I learned is like meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's healthy is the same healthy. If you coming in twice a week is an improvement from coming zero times a week, mm-hmm. that's your version of just being a better, better person, showing up for the people in your life better, showing up for yourself better. Right. Um, sometimes the version of healthy is me telling people like, take a rest day, like <laughs> breathe, rest, recover, take care of your body because you're going to run it thin. Um, or sometimes it's a matter of going to the grocery store and meal prepping your food or paying attention to your mental health. I go to therapy weekly. Like maybe that's something that I can help them with. Meeting people where they are Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the health and wellness space. Um, And understanding that everybody's healthy does look a little different. And what do they need? I always called it like being a chameleon. When Mm -hmm. I was personal training people, like sometimes people were in the worst moods and you just talk to them and like, sometimes people just need to be heard. And sometimes people are in the best moods and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to knock you down a level. Like, let's work hard, you know? So trying to meet people where they are, my, the way I show up constantly shifts and changes based on what I'm brought. And I think that's, that's a skill that all coaches should have being able to like, somebody had a really hard day. You're here and that's what matters. Great job. Cool. You know? No, no, that makes because it's not all like boot camp and like screaming in their faces. Sure, and, like, well, nobody and, wants like, that. Let's go hard. <laughs> there are some people that some want people that. Some people do. Yeah, there some are. people do. No, um, I gotta remember that. It, that's, yeah, that's my own personal thing. I don't yeah. want anybody so, me. So <laughs> some people want that, and some people that's the last thing that they want. So how do I show up for that person, even in the same class, mm-hmm. in the same sentence? How do I hit the masses with this motivation or that? Right. No, I understand that. So then, what has been your coming off of that, mm-hmm. it tends to be that we learn this lesson because there's a moment that comes from it. Mm-hmm. So what has been your most embarrassing moment that comes Oh, from I have that? them every day. <laughs> every day. Um, I, so I work on a microphone and sure. sometimes in front of 42 people, sometimes in front of 28 people. It really just depends on the class. Um, I fall over all the time. I trip over weights. I have had members fall off the treadmill. I've had 
other coaches, I'm going to knock on wood right now because I have not. People will leave their treadmills moving at a slow pace and coaches will walk across treadmills and like get their feet taken out from under them. That has not happened to me. And I'm not even going to say yet, but it has not happened to me and I really hope it never does. You want to knock on that piece um, of wood back Yeah, there. I'm going <laughs> to... Right here. Okay. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. The worst is when like a, a joke doesn't land. I, I'm a sarcastic person. Sure. And... Um, sometimes it's the meeting people where they are. Sometimes mm. people at 5 a.m. are not ready for it. Right. What's so funny is my people at 5 a.m., they are more awake than the, the crew I have at 6, 10 a.m. The mm. next class, they're like quiet and they're just staring at me. We, all the coaches do lobby intros, a little teaser of like a movie trailer and then we're going to like come in and we're going to like watch the movie, you know, like I'm going to give you a little taste of what's to come. I had a, we do benchmarks and um, I had a, a one mile benchmark and I was like hyping people up in the lobby and I was like, hey everybody, I'm Coach Erica. We've got a one mile benchmark today. Good news is the faster you run, the sooner you get it done. And then everybody's just silent and like staring at me. I'm like, okay, that was a joke. Let's head on in. High fives on the way in. Um, so just like <laughs> when it doesn't land and then I embarrass myself, but I tend to embarrass myself daily. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of part of the job. Just part of the job. Mm -hmm. Everything just kind of goes with it. I have. I'm. I'm a humble person. <laughs> I've <good>. been humbled <laughs> many times. As soon as I'm confident, the universe is like, nah. I can understand that completely. <laughs> so then, as far as uh, going through this, like, what would you say for somebody that's just coming out of the street? What would they want to expect from you? You know, hearing mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm coming into Orange Theory. Yeah. What do what should they expect? What should they know before they come in? Like, what do you think are the things that are the most frequently asked questions that you think that they get yeah. or have? Okay. So, um, Orange Theory, give you like the little spiel. Um, Orange Theory is a five heart rate zone interval training workout. Mm -hmm. um, we stay away from saying high intensity intervals because it's not always high intensity. We're really working through different heart rate zones and the templates that are written, they're written by Orange Theory Corporate. So every studio in the entire world is running the same template today. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow it'll be a new template. Everybody's running that same template the next day. Okay. So no matter if you have a friend in California or Florida, or whatever, you're all doing the same workout, which is a really cool like camaraderie kind of thing. Sure. Um, but also it is, it's, it's the multivitamin. There are the strength classes, but we always have a strength floor portion mm -hmm. of our workout. And then there's a cardio piece. You'll see treadmills, rowers, and the strength floor. So weights in our room, in our studio. So it's boutique fitness. We've got one room and the, the class that we have is the class we have going on. Um, and like I said, it's the multivitamin. There are a lot of people that come in and they're like, oh yeah, I've done a treadmill before. It's just more about keeping myself consistent and accountable. And they've never touched a weight in their life. Mm -hmm. Or that's something that they just don't feel as confident in or vice versa. So like I, what I love is lifting weights. Mm -hmm. Getting me to do cardio is like pulling teeth and I just don't want to do it. That's time that like, I don't want to spend mentally having to go on the Stairmaster for 30 minutes and like, and just hate my life, you know, um, <laughs> because 30 minutes on the Stairmaster, I hate my life. Yeah, uh, but you go into a class <laughs> and you go into a class at Orange Theory and it's an hour and mm -hmm. you kick your own butt and you burn calories and you sweat and you have fun while you do it and you like challenge yourself with like small changes the point one the point two or a bump in an incline or let's try 
higher watts on the rower. Um, and I think that's the part that like my job as a coach is that motivation there. I'm going to make it the best part of people's day. Okay. So that's always our goal. Our mission is more life. What you do inside of the studio is so functional. They're I don't have to tell you, but like the functional movement patterns, mm. a hinge, a squat, a rotation, a plank, gait, those sorts of things, they're going to hit every single one of those mm -hmm. in every single class. So they don't know it. Like the normal population outside of exercise doesn't know it. Right. They just see like, oh my God, we're doing lunges again, or oh my God, we're doing legs again, that sort of thing. Right. Um, but they're working functional movement patterns inside the studio and getting strong in those movement patterns. That's going to take them outside of Orange Theory and give them more life. We've got a lot of a lot of um, like parent age members, mm -hmm. so twenties, thirties, forties, and then grandparent age members. Their goal when they walk in, they want consistency and they also want to be able to, be able to run around with their kids or their grandkids. Sure. And how do you train throughout the week to make sure that you are able to do those things on the weekends? Um, and it's training the functional movement patterns. The the cool part about it is that it's like this gamified type, like we're having fun while we do it. So you don't even know that you're working certain movement patterns. Yeah, you know, you're working hard, you're sweating, you're sore, um, but you don't even know what you're doing and then you get out of there and then you're like, oh my God, I was able to run a mile the fastest I've ever ran a mile. Right. Or people's VO2 max increases and they're like, I've never ran a mile in my life and I just did it and I just, you know what I mean? Like those sorts of things, those small non-scale victories. Mm -hmm. My kid is 35 pounds, so I have a woman on the, on the weight floor who's has a goblet squat and she's holding a 15. I said like, how old or how, how heavy is your kid? Like, let's try something closer mm -hmm. and kind of like pulling those connections for them when they really never even like thought about it before. Um, cool. Yeah. So orange theory, you can expect an hour of high intensity intervals, mm -hmm. but we work through different zones. So gray and blue, think five total. Gray and blue, though it's like your warm up. We're here, we're working, not really working a whole lot. It's more of like a, a walking warm up. If you were to go on the treadmill, walk three miles per hour, that's where we are. Mm -hmm. The green zone is your oxidative zone. We're using oxygen as fuel. The goal is to spend more time in every class in the green zone than you spend in any other zone. After that, it's orange. So the theory behind the orange theory is spending a certain amount of minutes in those higher heart rate zones. Mm -hmm. So that way your body at rest has to work harder to bring you back to baseline. Um, so the goal in any 60 minute class is 12 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. There is a sweet spot. More doesn't always mean better. So sure. that's something that I have to like pull people back on, especially like my ex athletes. They're like more, more, more where that's where I'm telling you, like meet them where they are and pull them back just a little bit. Let's spend more time in the green zone like zone three cardio, and then 12 to 20 minutes in the orange and then the red zone combined. Mm -hmm. So any template is, there's a focus of the day. They're all a mix of endurance, strength, power. Mm -hmm. Again, the functional movement, that sort of thing. But there's always somewhat of a focus. So on the treadmill, sometimes it's an endurance day. We've got longer efforts, but consistent conservative is the name of the game. Um, power day, that's short bursts of energy and then lots of recovery. Those are my favorite kind of days. Sure. As, the, as the weightlifter that I am, uh, it's more of 
peaks and valleys, giving 100% of your effort and then being able to come right back down to baseline and watching the heart rates climb and then come right back down. And then um, the strength, it's we're adding, we're fighting force. So adding incline on the treadmills, heavier resistance, mm. heavier weights on the weight floor. Right. So you're gonna be able to see all of those plus the strength floor, um, which follows its own sort of like endurance strength power pattern. Mm -hmm. And then the rower, um, that's something that before I was a member at Orange Theory, I had no idea how to effectively row. Been on a rower before at Planet Fitness, at Crunch or wherever it was. Sure. Been on a rower before, um, but I never knew good form. I never knew where the power was coming from. I never knew the resistance and, and that sort of thing. We use water rowers, so it's all resistance based on the water and how fast the paddle is spinning the water inside the tank. Mm -hmm. um, so the whole purpose of having the rower in the studio is adding power, so adding wattage to your body, and it's non-weight bearing. Nice. So you can be a beginner and get on the rower, and you can be very advanced and get on the rower and still have the same challenging workout without needing to like add anything crazy. It's really just about the effort that you're giving off the footplate, so the drive. Nice. So the rower is a really great tool that you don't see enough in other other types of exercise. I got it. Now, as far as the person that you're trying to get into, uh, I should basically say, who is your ideal person mm -hmm. that you want to connect with to yeah. come into Orange Theory? Yeah. Um, so Orange Theory, again, this is a loaded question. It's for anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. I have members who are 14, the youngest you can be and be there is 14. Mm -hmm. And there is no cap on, on the age. I have 60 year old members. My goal in the next two to three years, I've said it, we, we do leaderboards. So like on benchmark days, you'll see leaderboards. My goal is to have somebody in that 70 plus range on the leaderboard because they're showing up on a benchmark day. So my goal is to have a member who is um, consistent enough in their 70s and they feel good. They're getting more life. There's, um, they've done stories like Orange Theory Corporate. There's a 90 something year old member wow. at a different studio. I would love that. I don't know, my, my cardiac rehab comes out in me and I'm like, sure. I love teaching the older generation about like moving their bodies and how, how much it can affect them later. How, how can I keep these people out of cardiac rehab? Right. You know, um, moving like the opposite side of things. Um, but it's really for a workout for all. Mm -hmm. So we have different paces that we hear um, and you can be a power walker and a jogger runner and still get the same workout. It just it sounds a little bit different on the treadmill. Instead of adding speed, we're gonna add incline as a power walker. Right. As a jogger runner, we're gonna add some speed and keep the incline flat depending on the day. Um, so honestly, Orange Theory is the workout for people who are looking to add consistency to their routine and looking for functional fitness. So um, everybody's looking for the toned look. I put that in quote unquote, like air quotes. In exercise science and kinesiology, like toned isn't a real thing. Again, I don't have to tell you this. Right. You're increasing your muscle mass and decreasing your body fat. Mm -hmm. So being functional with that, having cardio strength under you and muscular strength under you, you're going to get the toned lean look that you're looking for. Um, and Sometimes for people, it's just about of being consistent in a routine to see those changes. And most people give up before they ever see the change. Or they're going so nuanced in the thought process of like, right. I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to get this amount of protein 60 minutes after my workout. 
<laughs> Again, meet people where they are. Right. And right. can you stay consistent mm-hmm. and diligent and disciplined? And you will see progress. Um, just ha- trying to have those conversations with people. It's just like stay showing up for you. Mm-hmm. And everything else follows. Cool. Well, this has been awesome. You know, thank you very thank much you. for talking about everything. Uh, you know, it's obvious that uh, there's a lot there that, uh, you know, and it's great that, you know, a lot of people probably don't realize a lot of people think they have to be an athlete or mm-hmm. like people that are, you know, think they have to be almost like a CrossFitter to go. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's for everybody. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. But Erica, thank you for being on yeah, today. Thanks for having we me. really appreciate it. Yeah. And guys, that's our story. We'll talk to you soon.